have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio inside the Gas South Convention Center in Duluth, Georgia, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regents Bank, Brave the Beginning, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. And greetings and salutations, everybody. It is your slightly annoying host, Stephen Julian, along with the wonderful, fantastic co-host... Harper LaBelle here on Gwinnett Business Radio, coming to you as our producer Mike Salmon said at the introduction from the Gas South uh, Arena Convention District. I'm still getting used to it. Harper, how are you today? Good, wonderful, and fantastic. Yes, I get, I get two. Yes, two, you were so nice two mints to me. in one. Do you remember you that commercial? So not, yeah, you were yeah. so nice to me in the parking lot. I thought I would. Oh yeah, we you yeah kindness. we had a little uh, we had a little incident in the parking incident, lot. But yeah. that's 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 for that's the, behind us now because now we're professionals. And absolutely. It's time for us to put together a really good show. Well, thankfully, we have fantastic guests. We have two guests uh, with us today from the Atlanta uh, Gladiators. Liam Gottimer is uh, the broadcaster, director of broadcasting and communications, and Stephen Brown, the chief revenue officer. Before we get to them, I do need to double up on what was said in the introduction and just remind everybody that Gwinnett Business Radio does come to you Thanks to Regions Bank. We all know keeping your company's financial future on track means having the right resources to support your growth. Regions Commercial Banking offers you lending capabilities and strategic solutions tailored to your needs, and you'll work with a team of experienced bankers here in Gwinnett. Discover steps to take that can help move you closer to your business goals. Regions is here to help. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking. Regions Bank. Member. FDIC. All right, we got that out of the way, and we're glad we get that out of the way because Regions is wonderful, but the other people that are wonderful is Liam and Steve from the Atlanta Gladiators. Welcome into the studio. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Morning, gentlemen. Pleasure to be here. Fantastic. Uh, The Atlanta Gladiators, if people aren't paying attention in Gwinnett, (laughs) they may not realize the Atlanta Gladiators have been putting on fantastic performances playing hockey here in the Atlanta area for 20 seasons. You guys just celebrated your 20th season for, you know, anybody that hasn't ever been to a game. Tell us what they're missing. Yeah, so we're a uh, ECHL hockey team. Um, Our building can hold up to 10,000 fans. We got close to maxing that out uh, for, for one of our games this year. We did a Thrasher's throwback. Uh, but yeah, we celebrated the 20th season. You know, we were the Gwinnett Gladiators, now the Atlanta Gladiators. Um, but you know, nice big uh, 20th logo there in the center ice for the whole season, and um, you know, definitely tried to celebrate the season ticket holders who have been been with us the whole time. And you were saying a little bit off air. You know, ECHL is one of the minor leagues uh, in hockey. I believe it's two levels below the NHL. If I'm good, around there, yeah. If we if we go the baseball route, we'd be double A. Okay. And and we were and one of the things we were kind of talking about is you might not know a lot of the players when you come to an ECHL hockey uh, game. It's really about the experience. So talk a little bit about what people would experience or will experience if they come to an Atlanta Gladiators game. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we we obviously try to put the best product we can out on the ice. Uh, as you mentioned, like, you know, these, these guys are really trying to make the show. 
um, at least get up to the AHL. So, um, you know, we really try to focus on the fan experience and providing like a family friendly um, entertainment opportunity here in Gwinnett. So, uh, you know, try to keep those prices uh, affordable. And and then, you know, we do different things like we have theme nights. Um, so, again, like we mentioned, we did a Thrasher night. Big one for us is Star Wars night. So we'll fill the concourse with 50 different Star Wars characters. Um, our 501 Legion partners are, are great and they come out. They're all decked out and. Uh, there's even a little R2-D2 that's remote-controlled coming at you while you're coming through the entrance. So, Does uh, Chewbacca get to clean the ice on the Zamboni there? On, and now, may the puck be with you, or do you say may the, may the force be with you? Uh, may the puck be with you. Yeah, may the puck absolutely. be with you. Yeah. yeah. No, Chewbacca is, uh, you know, he that, that gentleman's uh, on some carpenter stilts, so it's kind of intimidating trying to take a picture with him. He's four feet above you so that's got to be a tough one to, to walk I would, around in <laughs> i would think one of the jedi would would cause the zamboni to move by force action personally that would be my yeah thought, there's some physics I, I don't i can't figure well, all that yeah, stuff yeah. out um <laughs> uh the other thing i was going to say is is one of the long-standing traditions i think it's been around all 20 years is come come let out a little frustration and do the chuck-a-puck because you might actually win a little something by one of the long longest uh uh, sponsors uh, of the Gladiators, which is Kroger. Talk yeah, a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Kroger's are one of our biggest partners. They've been with us since the beginning. So, um, you know, normally it's frowned upon to throw stuff on the ice. So that's what makes Chuck-a-Puck so exciting. There is a set period of time there in the second intermission. Uh, but basically people go and purchase these foam pucks um, and we sit there and we number them. We bag them all up pregame. So that, that does take a, a little bit of time. Um, but you go, you make your way more towards the center, and we have a big target that um, has a, a you know Kroger, and there's a uh, bullseye in the middle. And yeah, if yeah, you hold on, hold on, that's not a big target. That's uh, tiny. You whoa. guys have the, it's about the size of the face-off circle. Yeah, a tiny, just a little bit larger than the it's puck. It's big enough for a puck to get into. Correct. It's yeah. a little bit bigger than yeah. uh, than maybe let's say the puck, but. Yeah. Uh, but that's why the prize is, is uh, so good. So if you get yeah. it inside of that, um, you know, that Kroger bullseye, you get a $500 Kroger gift card. Yeah. And then that, that doesn't happen. I think that happened twice this year. So whoever's the closest, um, you know, our, our max, uh, mascot Maximus, We'll go out there and kind of make the judgment on which puck was closest, and that fan will get to come and, and claim their twenty-five dollar gift card. But listen, you're 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 burying the lead. Everyone's a winner if you buy foam pucks and get to chuck them on the ice <laughs> as hard as you want to, or as high as you want, or and you said get close to the ice. There's always people that are trying to chuck them from the, the two hundred level. Yeah, oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, come on, that you're you're burying the lead there, Steve. Sorry to sorry to judge you like and that. There uh, there are a lot of people too. I see some phone pucks kind of sticking out of their pocket as they're as they're leaving the game. So <laughs> yeah, they pay for them. It's like a souvenir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they go. Exactly. Uh, yeah. We we don't encourage that. That is not uh, that is not. High school football players get right. one with their number on it, and they take it. You know, hey, yeah, I'm number exactly. fifty two, and I want I want the fifty second. All right, yeah. have that, and then they lift it. Yeah. That's a shame, <laughs> Liam. You you have been sitting here just just so patient, and yet you're the play-by-play -play announcer of the Atlanta <laughs> Gladiators. So let me ask you the most obvious question. Uh, where can fans watch or listen to Gladiators games? So you can watch Gladiators games on Flow Sports, which is a subscription-based uh, video streaming service, or you can listen for free on Mixler. 
Okay. And you do your basic play by play is on both of those. So both the live stream uh, and and over the air. So uh, as the play by play guy, and this is actually your first season doing play by play for the Gladiators. Correct? Yes, sir. Okay, sir. The, my dad. Yeah, that's <laughs> my dad. Okay, <laughs> my dad. Liam, come on. So all right, all right, I'll lighten up a little. So bit. you've kind of given it away, Liam. You're not exactly. Uh, you are a veteran of doing Atlanta Gladiators games because you've done it this season, but. Uh, you're not 49. I'm not. Is that 49. is that a fair statement? <laughs> no, I am 24 years old. <laughs> Fantastic. And and this and you've done you've done some. I mean, you're a play by play guy. Talk a little bit about how you got here to the Gladiators. For sure. So I graduated from SUNY Oswego this past May, uh, and I did some play by play for their uh, men's hockey team during my senior year. But that's all I had done. So. And that's a short answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it led to so many other things. I mean, you had a tape, I'm sure, or one. Uh, was there one specific game or? Uh, a period that you go, hey, I, I think I nailed it with this. What, what was what was the, uh, I guess you say, in putting your resume together, what was one of the, or two, of the things that you did that you said, I, I think I've got this, I'm, I'm getting it down? It's funny, so I was working under the sports director at the time for our radio station, and he had to make the decision of who was going to be the play-by-play commentator and who was going to be the color commentator for the season moving forward, and he didn't choose me. He chose the other guy. So I didn't get that many opportunities to actually do play-by-play. I only had five games, I think we were talking about before the show. Um, but it was actually one night in Brockport, New York, where, to answer your question, I knew that that I had it and ended up winning an award for that game and it was one the first game full 60 minute I had done of play wow. by play in my life. I was actually a little sick that night as well, but you know, it, oh, the flu it, game. Yeah, when yeah. I won the Michael Jordan, yeah. you know, yeah. Will Chamberlain. You know, the first okay. award Liam that uh, the first award Gwinnett Business Radio has been uh, doing this for almost ten years. The first award we won, we had to create ourselves and yeah. just invent. Oh, that's yeah. perfect. And buy yeah. for ourselves. Yeah. It's a nice little placard. I think Mike has it somewhere. But Empty toilet story. paper rolls that Stephen collected over time, and we just we <laughs> glued made them all together. It was a beautiful. Looks just like a Stanley Cup. It was a beautiful night, Liam. So. Since doing the Atlanta Gladiators, do you have give us some give us some things that have stuck out doing your first uh, season of play by play here for the Gladiators? What are some moments you remember on the ice? Oh my gosh, there are so many moments. I mean, there have been a number of career milestones reached for some of our players. Mike Pellick on February 14th, Valentine's Day against the South Carolina Stingrays at home became the all-time leader in games played in ECHL history. The second to last game of the season, forward Cody Sylvester set the single season goal uh, record in Gladiators history with his 37th goal. So there have been a number of milestones this season. And for me, that's what really stands out because to be able to uh, display and to communicate, you know, what kind of milestone this is for these players in these moments was really special. Hey, Liam, did it take you long to figure out who the rivalries were, either between (laughs) cities or between certain players or lines? You know, you you got you, you. there's guys that have some uh, yes, past, yeah, yeah and, and, and some uh, organizations, obviously. Uh, so how you got to be the homer. You got to take our side on, it, on all of that. Uh, what was that like for you? <laughs> and that was definitely an adjustment period, for sure. Um, and my first game was against the Savannah Ghost Pirates. And I mentioned before the show, I had come from Savannah. So I had been immersed into the Gladiator-Ghost Pirates rivalry in the Battle of Georgia uh, for the first year of the Ghost Pirates. And there were a couple of line brawls when I was doing live cut for the Twitter for the Ghost Pirates side. And that's when I knew that the rivalry was really intense uh, in the first year for the Ghost Pirates. And again, it was definitely an adjustment to become a homer for the Gladiators, but I feel like I've made that and definitely bring the excitement to the broadcast. Which if is something you have I want fans three, 
three fights going on at the same time? Do you have to pick one to say I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, or do you just say there's a melee going on? Out well, here? I didn't uh, actually cut that uh, the the line brawl because uh, didn't go too well for the Ghost Pirates, so yeah. I didn't want to put that on the uh, Ghost Pirates Twitter. But uh, don't looking mess with back, the gladiators. Yeah, don't yeah. mess with the gladiators. Yeah, yeah don't mess with that. <laughs> He's got to go back to his professional wrestling fandom and yeah. say it's a you know it's a slobber knocker or something. So <laughs> things, melee. yeah, there you go. For things sure. are breaking down. Um, Steve, I wanted to ask you. Uh, there is a new ownership group relatively recently for the Gladiators. Yes. Talk a little bit about that and some of the changes and, and what's been good about that change. Yeah, so uh, Alex Campbell, um, is he's located down in Jacksonville. Um, he is our, our primary owner. And then uh, very fortunate to have Anson Carter as our one of our, our the minority owner of our team. So um, this is Alex's first hockey team. He does have a stake in a, uh, I think it's like independent baseball team in Pennsylvania. Um, but this is kind of his first go, uh, here with, with the ownership group with, a with a professional team. So, um, it, it's been great. It's, it, there's obviously a lot of challenges to taking over a professional organization two weeks before the, the season starts. Um, you know, you definitely gotta just kind of observe everything that's, that's going on and, um, you know, just try to figure out what our path is going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's, it's pretty awesome. It, definitely having Anson, you know, being on the TNT broadcast, um, you know, we've, we've gotten some extra, uh, you know, media attention because of that. I think he put our, our, uh, blues clues Jersey, um, up there. I think we got on ESPN with, with that Nickelodeon Jersey. I so remember that. yeah. Yep. Um, so it's, it's been nice having him pushing and, you know, he's here at, whenever his schedule allows that guy, I can't even imagine what his uh, frequent flyer account looks like, but, um, so he's here a bunch and, you know, we're, we're working on some great projects right now. So, uh, so our show is called Gwinnett business radio. We, we spotlight and highlight business leaders, uh, in and around the area. And, and there's a lot of business leaders here in the Gwinnett area and Metro Atlanta area that, that listen to our show. And, And so, I want to give you, Steve, as, as chief revenue officer, just an opportunity. I, I, I think a lot of business owners, especially those that have maybe had other experiences around sports mm. or youth sports or whatever it is, there's so many different levels, and they may first think, well, I, yeah, there's there's nothing for me with the gladiators. There's yeah. no way that I can, yeah, okay, maybe I'll get some tickets or maybe, I, you know, they've got a preconceived notion. Yep. Talk to them a little bit and, about, and, and surprise <laughs> them with what might be available for a business owner or leader to kind of partner with the gladiators and get a get a return on investment yeah of course we're uh we're always looking for for sponsors that's uh you know a big focus of mine that was one thing that was really attractive for me to um with this position i was kind of the final frontier of my career was the the corporate partnerships portion of it so um you know, unfortunately, the Atlanta Gladiators are last in the ECHL in that category, but we are in the largest market and probably one of the best media markets in the entire country. Um, so there's a lot of opportunity for growth. And I think that's that's what our main kind of focus is, is growing the team, um, growing our organization, growing our relationships within the community. So, you know, we're we didn't coming off of COVID, the players, you know, normally they're out in the community a bit more. Um, you know, we're building out uh, a big focus with schools right now, trying to get the players to be able to go out, go read to kids, show up to field day, you know, do career days, things like that. So, um, you know, really just trying to push, push those guys out out into the community. No one wants to see my ugly mug at a, at a event. So, um, but in terms of working with businesses and things like that, like, 
you know, there, there are opportunities to get in front of thousands of people that, that are local here. So, you know, as I think everybody knows, and I'm, I'm learning as I lived here now is, you know, there's definitely a difference between Gwinnett and, and, you know, Midtown Atlanta, right? So great opportunity. If there's local businesses here, like we've had conversations with the chamber, it's definitely one of the most impressive chambers in the country. And, you know, we definitely want to get involved there, but just, just opportunities for people to get in front of maybe a different demographic that they haven't thought of. Um, you know, we're doing the best that we can to raise the attendance numbers. You know, since we got in here, I think we upped the number by about a thousand people per game from, you know, November when I started to, to the end of the season. Um, so we're definitely just trying to get more eyeballs on the product and more opportunities for people to, uh, you know, bring in new customers. And I'll, I'll just add one quick testimonial. I have a son who's in the, um, who's on this uh, autism spectrum uh, and, there's a group, Spectrum uh, Community Group, does autism support, and they had a night. Fantastic. Yep. Just yeah, what a wonderful – and there were some accommodations made yeah. uh, by the Gladiators and by the arena, and we were so thankful and just just great night hanging out with, with uh, the group that we're a part of. Stephen Brown, the Chief Revenue Officer with the Atlanta Gladiators, is visiting with us. And Stephen, one of my questions is, when you take the Ben Franklin T-chart where you've got assets and liabilities, the liabilities of a professional team anywhere, uh -huh. you've got to feed these guys. Yep. You've got to find a place for them to stay. The lease itself for the building that you're in. So your job, obviously, is to help offset that. How are some of the things um, you're load lightning in terms of your ability to find other ways to bring in additional revenue for the club? Yeah, of course. Like it's, you know, I think that's one of our main focuses this summer as well is taking a look at where the expenses were at. Um, they were a, a little out of control with, with the previous group. Um, you know, there seems to be new ones coming in every single day. So, um, but a big thing for us is finding partners. Like, you know, right now I'm working with a, a couple different apartment complexes to, to be able to try to figure out what our housing situation is going to be next year. So we had a great partner, uh, the Quintus Corporation, which is uh, Avonlea Apartments, um, that they had uh, their logo there on the side of the helmet. You know, we only had one apartment with with that organization, so you know we're trying to work with them to see if we can set all of our players up with housing. They have a new development that's opening in August, which is actually like perfect timing for us. So hopefully we'll be able to uh, you know work on things like that, where maybe it offsets some cost and then helps us you know, be able to put more money towards the fan experience and, and towards everything that everybody sees on the ice. Well, not that they would at any of the home games, but I'm noticing on Dash, we can talk a little bit about that if you don't yeah. mind, uh, that uh, for the collector or somebody who's yeah, just in a, you can go th all throughout the ECHL yep. and you can bid on some of the different items from other clubs as well as ours, yeah. uh, expressed to somebody who may not know anything about what Dash is and, and kind of fill them in. Yeah, so Dash is an online platform um, that's a partner with the ECHL. Um, so during the season when we have these specialty jerseys, we'll do auctions after the game where people can bid on. The players come up, they'll take the jersey off, they'll autograph it, you take a photo with them. Somehow I got roped into being the auctioneer here at the end of the season, so I turned bright red. Did you have to there. learn how to talk as fast as Liam? Who, who, give me 20, 20, give me 30, give me 30. Yeah, do you have to do uh, all that? Yeah, Hopefully yeah, I tried like to. Well, a little better. Yeah. 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 And, I would uh, hope, because he's a professional. <laughs> Our, uh, the first time I did it, too, I kind of uh, forgot who I picked out in the crowd, and there was a little bit of a scrum <laughs> on uh, one of the jerseys. So I just tried to you know, put my hands back and let the, the guys over at the table figure that one out. But... 
Um, but no, so Dash is basically an electronic version of that. So, you know, we put a few, like our Thrasher's night was, we had 9,000 people in the building. Um, you know, there was a lot of sentimental nostalgia for, for people here in Atlanta, but yeah. you know, those collectors that you mentioned and things like that, like, you know, they're obviously not able to attend a, a gladiators game. So we would use this platform dash where we could put those, those jerseys up there. And so we do kind of two versions. We'll do a raffle where you can buy, you know, a few different tickets, just like a 50, 50, um, and we'll pull a winner. And then we do an auction where people go back and forth, you know, let's say it's a set period for like a week where, they can go back and forth and, you know, bid on a jersey. We put, uh, we have a mystery package going right now. So we'll do some fun different variations, but it's definitely, um, it's a unique way, just like Chuck-a-Puck uh, for the team to be able to pull in some extra revenue outside of sponsorship and, and tickets. Do you borrow from what other clubs are doing in terms of ideas that work in some smaller markets uh, that, turned out to be successful but I would imagine Atlanta's a little more difficult because it's not just a one one horse town there, there's so many other things that are going on correct yeah no I, and that's actually my favorite part of the ECHL and why I've wanted to stay involved you know I, I've been working in professional sports my entire career I never really considered you know minor leagues until the opportunity I had with the main Mariners popped up but then once I got into the ECHL I think it's been the most collaborative league that I've worked for um they, you know, we do all sorts of like league meetings and things like that, but I can reach out to the Reading Royals and talk about their racing night. Um, I can reach out to Worcester and figure out how they work with their booster club at the level that they do. So, you know, these teams are, are just so happy to be able to share ideas with each other because we're all kind of fighting the same battle, even though we're in, you know, we're in different markets. So, um, but then, you know, we look up to the big guys here in the market, the Braves and, um, you know, Falcons and uh, United, that's a big thing. Like, you know, we're, we've made a change here in our, uh, arena next year, we're building something called the lion's den. So we're, we're flipping the, the, uh, shoot twice side to where there's more fixed seats inside of the arena. I'm a huge soccer fan. Like I want to try to bring that rowdy energy that, uh, uh, what's the group that's behind the, the goal called the crazy the, people. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. the supporters, you know, yeah. the supporter section. So like seeing something like that, that's very successful in soccer, you know, we're going to try to build that in our lion's den where everyone has matching jerseys and, you know, our fans do a great job already having like natural chants that, that come out during the game. So Telling we, the goalie sucks. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a great one. Yeah. So we want well, flags and banners and stuff that really, uh, in uh, Calgary for years, Mike, you might remember this is a, there's a guy that would blow a trumpet and he had a little, uh, tiny, um, drum that he would do, but he would get the fans. Correct. It, it was almost uh, a badge of honor to have him go to your section and exactly. to be able to to cheer for the club. Yep. You know, during those quieter moments where something needs to happen and and the fans need to become more involved. Yeah, exactly. And you know, when we when we talk with the players too, like you know, they say, they try to say like, oh, it doesn't matter on the crowd size, but like we all know it does, especially yeah. in the third period if it's tied. Um, down by a goal, trying to grab that energy. Um, you know, it helps to have a rowdy crowd, and that's that's yeah. what we want to build. We want it to be a, you know, family friendly environment, but we want it to be you know a rowdy family friendly environment. Uh, Liam uh, Liam Gottimer, who is the director of broadcasting and the play by play guy, and Steve Brown, uh, the chief revenue officer for the Atlanta Gladiators, are here in studio. Liam and Steve, I don't know if you recognize just how monumental this is, but our producer Mike Salmon 
has a question, so Uh-oh. I'm going to get out of his way. I don't know why you say that. <laughs> Steve and I are, are bosom buddies now because he's a Bruins fan as well, so uh, you're outnumbered, Harper, and you're outnumbered, Liam, as well. Yeah. <laughs> Two Bruins fans against one Rangers and one Kings. Hey, how'd you play last night? How'd you, oh. What happened last night? 6-3? I don't know. Maybe That's all right. Just, we we were just giving Wait. we were just giving Bergeron uh, the second game off to rest. As we could tell, we didn't really win any faceoffs, so that was definitely kind of our. And uh, <laughs> it'd be great if we stopped turning over the puck right in front of the goal. But we'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> Playoffs just began. Give us a second here. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, we'll try to keep these shows timeless because they they live in infamy and in, in, in podcast heaven. But uh, there is an event coming up on the thirtieth that I want to at least give some people. If if you listen to this before April thirtieth, twenty twenty three, you guys get an open house coming up Steve so wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about what's going to happen there and what people can expect and why they should show up for that yeah absolutely so with um you know kind of all the changes that we've made to the seating map um you know we've kind of had to move some sections take some sections away um flip-flop the ice so this is going to be the first opportunity we just had our deadline it was April 17th for people to be able to renew their season ticket package and keep their same seat location. So what we'll do for this open house is we set it up and it's basically two hour increments for our bigger package holders to come first and have first dibs. But we'll go through and tag every open seat that's available inside of the arena. And then they can make switches, they could upgrade, they could add extra seats. And then we also set the the final two hours for new business. So anyone who's listening out here, uh, if you would like to join us for Gladiators games the next season, we do have an opportunity um, to, to be able to come out. I, I'm a big fan of test driving a seat. You never know if there's going to be a bar or a window pane or something like that that you didn't think about. Um, so you just make sure that you have the seat location that you like. Um, and then the, the cool part about this as well is we do a big, um, locker room sale at the end of the season. So it's a lot of used gear, uh, hockey sticks and equipment and things like that. And then we'll also discount some of our merchandise. So we kind of got two separate events running at, at the same time. I think one of the things that I would like to one of the things I'd like to bring up is is that so that open house is a fantastic opportunity, especially for for personal you know individuals who want to have season tickets. But I'll give one shout out to the to the business owners kind of coming out of this weird three year period of COVID and all that. I think I have a business owner friend who we were just talking about kind of getting season tickets mm-hmm. for ourselves but also it's a it's such an easy way to thank your clients such an easy way to entertain potential clients it's such an easy way to to just kind of give back Correct. uh and so you know business owners in this in this area come to the open house and pick some seats and start doing some things back for your client because i think i think we kind of forgot about getting back together and we're kind of getting out of that fog at this point yeah and you know you you harped on uh clients there and that's definitely a big part of it i think the biggest shift that i have seen coming out of COVID is actually employee appreciation um the job market is very tough right now i think everybody understands that so what are you doing to keep mm-hmm. top tier talent to stay at your organization how are you recruiting top tier talent to you know maybe leave one of your competitors to come join you so i think that's the biggest shift that i've seen on the sales side of things of of how people are utilizing their tickets like of course you know you have big clients and things like that you want to give them tickets you want to have glass seats you want to you know do those unique experiences. But 
um, you know, just thinking about those people who are there every day for you and making sure that, you know, maybe they can take their family out and have a good time. And if I could take it even beyond your team, you're, you're located here in the Gas South District, you're in the arena, mm-hmm. and thanks to another team, the Swarm, yeah. you can pretty much have a nice sporting experience year-round. Yeah, it, it, and it's And it's very affordable and a great opportunity. Liam, I was going to kick it back to you for, for, uh, for a question. You described the action on the ice for both the live stream and, and over the radio Talk to the fan who hasn't yet gone to a Gladiator game or hasn't been in a while. You're trying to describe the action. What are they missing out on that you get to see uh, every game and that they need to come see? I mean, it's great listening to you, but you're trying to also draw them into the arena. Talk to them about that. Absolutely. And, you know, you never know what you're going to get out of the ECHL, right? You know, it's really just an entertainment hub for hockey fans. And I think when you come to a game, you don't know what you're going to see. You could see a hat trick. You could see a shutout. You could see a huge brawl like we were talking about earlier. Um, So from my perspective, from the broadcaster's booth, I never know what I'm going to get. And I think from the fans' perspective coming to a game, um, I think that that's something that's definitely interesting for them as well. Yeah, if you don't mind, uh, I was going to interrupt Stephen, who was already leaning into the mic, all. and I, I go, wait, 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 wait. Each of you would have probably a different experience, but I know mine. When I went to my first hockey game and I was close and you could actually feel the, what we would call the wind of the guys going by, it changed my perspective forever. It's such an audio game. Meaning there's a lot of noise, but you can hear the guys chirping with one another. Uh, guys with the rush coming in, there's there's a real excitement that you don't see on TV or hear on the radio. What was it for you that captured hockey to where, wow, I really love this and I want to do it? And you're, you're up a thousand feet sometimes, as far away as you can be. But other times, I think you're a little bit closer to the ice. What's the experience been like for you, Liam? And then when you're done, if you don't mind, Stephen, given your, you know, what was that golden moment that each of you had? to fall in love with the game the way that you have? Well, again, obviously it depends on different arenas where I'll be broadcasting the game from, but as far as Gas South, I am very high up, so it definitely uh, gives off a different experience. But for me personally, what got me into hockey, uh, the 2012 playoffs and the Rangers run to the Eastern Conference Finals and where they lost to the Devils. But really, of course, that's watching it on TV. But when I tell to the new hockey fan or to the fan that has never watched a game before, I said, okay, if you watch it on TV, you're going to get one experience, but if you go and see it in person, it completely will open your eyes into how great of a sport hockey truly is so that's what I would recommend to people who have never watched a sport before go to a game do exactly as you described try to sit as close as you can feel that wind feel that atmosphere and really fall in love like so many people have and me included Steven your experience yeah so I think when I first started watching hockey um, this is kind of weird to say but that noise um, that the puck makes when it goes tape to tape I I just was so like entranced by that Um, I think when I was younger it was definitely a lot of Dallas Stars and Colorado Avalanche that seemed to be on national television I think with the Red Wings as well Um, but then obviously being a Bruins fan having that on the local broadcast so you know just just amazed by the speed of the game and then getting into like the professional career you know I think hockey is the best sport to go to live it's the most uninterrupted with commercials it has the most fast action um the fans are it's almost like a cult a little bit like it's just such a different fan base than than really any any of the other sports um so and then you know you guys were just talking about like angles I I definitely think there's kind of two different 
versions of that. So when I'm sitting to watch a game, I actually like to sit at the top of the like center section. So I think it gives you a little bit better of a view of the ice. But if you go down maybe 20 rows and you're within the first, you know, 10 rows of the glass where you're looking through the glass the whole time, I do feel like it's almost a completely different experience. So definitely try out like or a couple behind the net. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're behind the net. There's such you can see oncoming rushes or how plays develop Correct. in a different manner. So there's really not a bad view. Some yep. people like the corners. Yep. Mike, what do you like? Yeah, I was gonna say Harper, you have you have created a you've created a fantastic question. I Mike, actually as a, as a play, as a guy that's played a lot of hockey, I actually enjoy the corners. I like to see the plays develop. Yeah. And that, that so so some experienced hockey fans like the corners as you kind of mentioned Harper, you because I think you from know the that corner as well. what? You can see things. You, you you can see the whole ice surface, you can see yeah. the play develop, you can see you know where players are going and where they are and you know hockey players are always kind of thinking ahead of, of, of where the puck's going to be not where it's at right then and there as the most novice hockey fan who grew <laughs> up here in the south after the flames had left and before the thrashers get got here but yet someone who has gone to mm -hmm. a, a couple dozen games over my life i it's it steve steve it's interesting you mentioned the fan because i believe I, I, so I, I grew up a professional wrestling fan. My kids developed that love. The thing about professional wrestling that's amazing is how participatory, how the fans are a part of the Correct. of the show. Yeah. In hockey, the fans are more a part of the game than almost any other sport. And it isn't just cheering. It's the chance. It's, it's the things they love and respond to that other sports don't have the Atlanta Knights yelling night in night the middle of the, the anthem NASA, that yeah. is that that hung on for a decade we see, we get that at our yeah, I know you do right because now. there's <laughs> old Knights fans that are there yep. and, and you know and the the telling the goalie he sucks and, and yep. so I, I just think that's what and and to me it was uh, an Atlanta Knights game in college and before that my senior trip in high school we went to New York and we went to a Devils game and I remember distinctly sitting in that arena very high and going I've never experienced a fan scenario like this, mm -hmm. and it was just it was different. And Harper, you kicked it off, but you didn't get to give any detail. What what you said it was sitting close to the ice the first time you. Well, there are certain reflections that people have. I have a neighbor who got to sit in the corner of the Lake Placid uh, USA Russia oh, game. Oh wow! And so I'll every now and then just ask him to bring that up, and because of the significance of the game, mm -hmm. I think that. And I don't know of many others. America had a chance to really grow the game from there mm -hmm. because we did something that we weren't expected to do. And I'm not sure if – I don't know how you measure that. Mm. But when you stop to think about it, there are teams in L.A., Anaheim, San Jose, Dallas, Phoenix now that never existed before. So I think the game has grown, and you're a part of that, You know, both of you, in a way that – you, it may not be incremental changes that you see where we sell out every week, but, you know, that's obviously the goal, isn't it? Your expectation? Yeah, and, you know, the South Division that we're in, we're, that's the best division in the ECHL. It's, mm. it's the deepest. Um, every, like, you know, ourselves, uh, Orlando and Savannah didn't make the playoffs in our division, but I think two out of the other three, if we were in two of the other three divisions, we would have made it. You would have qualified, yeah. Yeah, so it, it's definitely the deepest. But And, 
it's it's great to watch hockey grow the way that it has. I went to Arizona State. We were the fastest um, team to go from having a club team to NCAA. Now that's that's where the Coyotes play. Yeah. Which, by the way, we outsold the Coyotes and the AHL <laughs> team that we are affiliated with this year. Just saying. Well, and there are a lot of Quebec kids that can barely speak English that don't mind going to Arizona to yeah, go play it's hockey. Yeah, not, right? not a bad place. A lot to of go. blondes yeah. to yeah. attend some of the games too. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a you go win -win to, you get situation. to go to Mill Avenue after. That's yeah. a, Let's see, Winnipeg in February yeah. or Arizona? Negative hmm. 40 or like <laughs> a nice, nice 92 degrees. Sounds great. Um, but no, it, it's definitely, it's popping up. It's growing in the South. Like, look, we're in football country. Everybody understands that. We'll, we'll never top out the uh, Georgia Bulldogs. But um, it's, it's, that's a big focus for us um, is starting to work more with youth hockey organizations because that's, that's how you develop the fans. So, you know, we have the forum, there's, I think like the cool, there's five rinks that are, um, you know, here in the Atlanta area, we are going to try to have one of our own. Um, we would like to be able to have, you know, a practice facility, um, be able to have a junior gladiators program and, and be able to really, you know, carry fans from being, you know, five years old up until 18. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, that's an ultimate goal for, for the organization is to be able to get in on the, on the grassroots. Will Liam be announcing the six-year-old, um, Mighty Might game? Yeah, we gotta get, we gotta get, put him to work. We gotta get some more broadcast hours under his belt. So I would love to. It. <laughs> Absolutely. L let me ask a serious question. Uh, Wait, listen, we were doing the philosophy of hockey about five minutes ago. Yeah, well, How more serious can no, you get? No, Harper started going down a rabbit hole. But, um, uh, Steve, you came in in November, you said. Yes. Um, you've had a year now. Obviously, you, first you, you get here, you, you, everything's kind of already in motion, so you just mm -hmm. keep it going. You don't get a chance to kind of put your Steve look on yep. whatever. I'm sure you've had ideas of what you'd like to change. What, what, what can we expect maybe for the 2023-24 season that we did not see? Something that you might want to bring uh, to the Gladiators. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the biggest thing that we've done is the, the change to the seeding map. Um, so just one thing that we haven't talked about is we're, you know, we had some goal zone seeds. We're, we're getting rid of those. We're actually building some suites that are down on the ice. So we now have the ability, it's going to be like four bays that are all connected with each other. Um, so, you know, one thing we, we get a lot of is businesses that have a, a large group. Um, you know, we can give them normal seats, but they'd like to have maybe that all-inclusive food and beverage option. Or a club-level seat is so far away that they don't get the experience that we were talking about a little it, bit it, earlier. Exactly. Yeah. And this, these bays, we're going to call them ice boxes. Um, if there's a sponsor attached, so if anyone's listening and they would like to sponsor those, hit me up. Um, but we'll we'll have four of those down there, and you'll actually be able you'll be on the glass, and then there'll be an elevated. It's like four feet above, um, and it'll be kind of a staggered setup. So it's it's a really fun experience. I we built these in uh, in Maine with my previous job, and we uh, they actually got to the point this year where they were sold out before the season started. Um, so it's a great opportunity. You know, you have like the friends and family group that'll do those as well, uh, but then businesses with clients and employees, things like that. Um, I think a big focus for us as well is going to be coming up with like theme nights that are, um, more ingrained with the community. So, um, one thing we're, we're still waiting on the schedule to be finalized, but yesterday we locked down. So we're going to have uh, UGA's club team play Georgia tech before, 
uh, a gladiators game in November. So, you know, we'll, we're going to, we're working on a Jersey. That'll be a combination of, uh, you know, a, what is it? A Hornet and, uh, and uh, a it's a yellow jacket, yellow jacket, excuse <laughs> me, a yellow jacket. <sighs> and, uh, you have a lot to learn, Steve. <laughs> I'm getting Sorry. Sorry. I'm getting there. I, I uh, forgive you. Guess, uh, guess where he's Steven, still counting all the championships from living up in the Northeast. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's yeah. true. Guess where Steven went to school. Arizona State. No. Yeah, how about that? No, you. Oh, close. Oh, you. oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Where'd Steve you go? Next, the Institute thing to be of Technology uh, on yeah. North Avenue, yeah. oh. also known as Georgia Tech. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. And guess where well, Mike I... went to school? Or he went to a university. I don't know if I'd call it a school. <laughs> oh. Where'd you go, Mike? I went to Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he, you, offended, mis, you offended him by yeah, calling it a hornet. It. It's okay. Sorry. It's all right. <laughs> Yellow jacket. Yellow you're jacket. a Red Sox fan. You're yeah. a Bruins fan. You're a Celtics fan. We're okay. We're okay. We're okay. Right. Uh, but that's an interesting idea, have a combo jersey yeah. or something like that. You know, again, thinking outside the box. Liam, do you have any ideas that you have had, uh, gosh, I've seen this, that, the other, and we should probably incorporate some of that here with what we're doing? Well, again, I think what Steve was talking about earlier, you know, looking around all other ECHL teams and things, how they handle promotions and things of that nature, I think that we can definitely take a page out of their playbook. And for me and Savannah in their first year in their inaugural season in the ECHL, I mean, there were just so many things that they did and so many elements of their game presentation and their sponsorships as well. And I think if we can take a page out of their book and do something similar, again, like all the other teams in the league too, I think that would be a positive for us. And yeah. just on the broadcasting side, again, just like sales, you know, and getting sponsorships for the broadcast too. So like Steve said, if anybody's interested in broadcast sales or getting a sponsorship, hit me up. Yeah, <laughs> giving away signed jerseys, pucks, uh, yeah. sticks, that game-worn stuff, I, I imagine – you know, and limit it too, right? Have a player just, I'm only going to sign 10 pucks and I'll do that. And then we can give them away at the end of the game at uh, different circumstances to get everybody involved. And if these, uh, if these new uh, ice level suites are, are called ice boxes, I mean, you know, Kona ice trucks or, or, you know, any kind of frozen, you know, yeah. Brewster's ice cream. Come yep. on, man. It's I mean, you just got to. Pretty, it's, uh, it's easy. Pretty easy segment to yeah, get into that. Absolutely. So, get All right. So, so we've made a horrible, horrible marketing uh, mistake on this show because we've gone over, which is great. We've had a good time talking about hockey. At no point did we tell everybody how they can get in touch with you guys. So I know our listeners are smart enough. They've already read the bio and they've got the links in the article. They, they, they got all that. But just in case, get season tickets, come to the open house, get a sponsorship. How do they get in touch, uh, Steve, with you or, or anybody from the Gladiators front office? Yeah, uh, AtlantaGladiators.com, um, and then all of our social media handles are Atlanta Gladiators. Uh, we're, we'll, that's you know the dash thing that we talked about, um, you know the open house, all these different events that we're gonna have during the summer, and then um, you know leading up to the kickoff of the season where we do Fan Fest for the home opener next year, things like that. So um, just just check us out on social media. The best way to get in contact with us: sign up, come be a part of the team, come watch the. Tr uh, you know, the growth that we're going to have for next year. So if I go on the website, I know there's a team section. It'll have the roster and then staff. If I go down staff, I'll find you, and there is an email link that you can click. So somebody can email you and say, hey, I'd really like to get together with you, or, you know, can we go over an idea or two? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, sbrown at uh, atlantagladiators.com. So I think my cell phone's even listed on there. So and Liam, you were kind enough to admit on air, uh, you know, this is your first big gig, and and we were kind of talking off air. You don't really have a catchphrase yet. So are we willing to do a social media campaign or or a sponsorship campaign of you know, man, you might even just for one season, you might even have a, a goal call if somebody is willing to sponsor that. 
Yeah, absolutely. Liam's call of the game, something yeah. like that of that nature. <laughs> I like that. Um, but yeah, definitely no signature call as of yet. But uh, like I said off air, I definitely like to bring the excitement to the game and get fans immersed. When you're listening to the Atlanta Gladiators game, I want you to be fully locked in and uh, ready to root for your team. Can I, can I ask one dumb question? You're allowed. Yeah, thank I'll you. I'll allow it. Uh, <laughs> I've asked. Liam a bunch is from of them. from my neck of the woods originally, and that is Long Island. And you know, all the people I knew in Long Island were Joey or Tony or whatever. Oh, Liam, where did, are your parents? It's not Liam. It's Liam. Liam, are they forget parents, about it? Are right? they British or how did they? Liam Neeson fans? Um, Tell us more. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. I would have to ask my parents about that. But uh, half Irish, half Italian. Um, but uh, I was going to be named Shane, and at the last minute, my mom switched it to Liam, and I'm very happy that she did because I finally him to be a very unique name and a name that's I think growing you know so see a lot more Liam's out there I like that okay so I like that. well I'm you're from Long Island and you're Mike yeah well that's right hey, Mikey it's too many Tonys and <laughs> on Long Island you know? what, what are your parents names um, John and Yolanda ah. okay Yolanda. Johnny hey Johnny okay. and Mikey so Yolanda I was going to be another name and and my dad convinced my mom last minute to change it to Stephen, which always was a family That's, joke. As 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 did was yours. Yeah. Okay. What no. was your gonna be? What was yours gonna I be? I was supposed to be Andrew, and uh, I actually had a different name when I was born. Um, so it was still with Stephen, but I had four names, and then. Uh, my parents ended up going their separate ways. My mom changed it back to what she wanted. Oh. So, yeah. I was supposed to be Peter. That's my dad's name. And then, as my mom was kind of heading back and kind of, you know drugged up he was like so what are we going to call this baby what about steven okay and it got on the birth certificate and she never forgave him they did that's stay together, exactly right? what happened uh, okay. with uh, with my family when they so. were when they had to wait in the waiting room they kind of got away with some yeah, things yeah there, just so get a couple quick signatures all so. right so steven is apparently a last minute substitution <laughs> yeah. name yeah, yeah. that goes but <laughs> liam it, it, you know growing up in long island with all your tony friends you <laughs> got to be liam that's interesting absolutely all right we better wrap it up before we get into uh, harper's harper you'll tell that on the next show but, Harper, you do have something very important to say. We have figured out on this show that a lot of people love hockey. You want to talk about something else. Yeah, I do love. love hockey, but I also love talking about Subaru. Subaru of Gwinnett right now. You can get big savings and a hassle-free experience when you go one of three ways. Subaru of Gwinnett, they're at 2950 Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. You can call 478-824-3860, or you can visit SubaruofGwinnett.com. Join their family today, or you can come on in and see the difference. The Impreza, the Legacy, the Forester, the Outback. Everybody knows about the Outback. If you're interested in knowing more, SubaruofGwinnett.com. Check out their Facebook page for the latest news, offers, and community events. Thank you very much for that. Thank you to Liam Gottimer and Stephen Brown from the Atlanta Gladiators. Go to AtlantaGladiators.com. Go check out a game. Go become a sponsor if you're a business leader in the Gwinnett area. For our producer, Mike. And go and, Gladiators. And go Gladiators. And let's get a catchphrase for Liam. For Mike, our producer, and for Harper, this is Stephen. We will catch you next time on Gwinnett Business.